0: Broadcasting
1: live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here your Business Radio X host.
0: Hey, good morning, everybody. Keith Hovert here, broadcasting from Pensacola. And uh, I am joined on the other side of my computer today with uh, Sharon Rooks from the Sharon Rooks Agency, PR and marketing firm in Memphis, Tennessee. So good morning, Sharon.
1: Good morning.
0: Thank you for joining us today. How are you?
1: I'm wonderful. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, good. So tell me about the PR and marketing world in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, or yours specifically.
1: Wow. All right. Um, My public relations firm has been around for about 17 years. I actually started um, my business free for three years to build my client base, and it was such a joy. Um, That's a a unique way to do that. Yes, <laughs> yes. I found out a lot of my colleagues and business acquaintances, they were having problems trying to pitch their business. And so I was able to pull the information together and I started attending meetings on their behalf and pitching their concepts and closing deals for them. <laughs> so you, re- you
0: realized you got a skill, huh? Wow. So, okay. So, so yeah. three years for free. So... You were eating ramen noodles like every night, weren't you?
1: (laughs) No, not necessarily true. I've I've always had something going on. So, you know.
0: Okay. All right. So this, this was a side hustle for a little while.
1: Exactly.
0: Very cool. All right. So, um, what is the, you know, and I I don't do public relations here. Obviously we're a media company. We do a lot of uh, really just sharing the stories of businesses and stuff, but, but like, Tell me about the PR world because I gotta imagine it's it gets a little ruthless, doesn't it?
1: It does, and it takes it takes a really strong person. You have to be very grounded um, to be in the PR and marketing world because there you have to have a level of confidentiality, sure. professionalism, and your ethics and integrity. They have to speak volumes because it's so easy to get caught up um, and fake news, <laughs> uh, you know, businesses that are not doing what they're supposed to do. and you represent clients and you find out that they're involved in something and you, then you have crisis management that, that has to take effect and, you know, do spin stories to try to, you know, it can be challenging, yeah. but I love it because every day is different.
0: Well, that's every good. Every
1: client is different.
0: So you never get bored then, do you?
1: No, 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 no. You never get bored because every day is different. Every project is different. The principles and how you process things and logistics—you know—those are pretty much the same. Um, how you manage and, and things like that. But
0: so is it like the—is is it the twenty-four-hour thing that just never stops, uh, like you see on TV? I, I see, a, you know, you see. um uh, some of the PR firms, as they play, out, you know, it just never stops because your clients are are obviously their people, right? So right. they're they're a huge variable. Exactly. You never know what they're going to do. But right. does it just keep going? I mean, you, you waking up at midnight, and you're
1: always on dealing with yeah, stuff. You're always on, yeah. And I carry two cell phones. I mean, because you're always on, and and people don't understand that. And I was like, no, you're really you're always on, yeah, because I have clients outside of Memphis. And so if something is going on in Florida or Nashville or Atlanta and a situation happens, I've sent a press release out and they're calling me and trying to confirm who's going to be on the set and this, that, and the other, you have to be available to take care of all of that. And so again, you're always on and you have to have an answer or be prepared to find the answer and, you know, for the solution if there's an issue.
0: All right. So with all of that, how do you manage your work-life balance? Or do you?
1: I manage it quite <laughs> well. I do. I do. I manage it quite well. And if I told you everything that I did, Keith, you're probably in the call right now. <laughs> 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 because I can manage it so well. And people tell me, how in the world do you do that? I said, I take my time and I plan. And everything is color-coded in my life. So if I'm working for a nonprofit, I run their um program management um, area for entrepreneurship. So I do that. I facilitate, I teach classes and still run my agency and I do consulting contracts and I still have my client base. So I just, everything is time management. If I know I'm going to be here, this is going to be blue, whatever that is. And you have to stick to your schedule, your time management. Oh my and if gosh, it's, it's so hard calendar, to do. It's not on the schedule. It doesn't get done
0: yeah that's and it so, and, and it's it's so hard to do people people take that skill for granted if who have it. it is hard to stick no, to your own schedules, no. right? It's easy to let yourself down a little right. bit without uh having any accountability so um so right.
1: and i teach it I teach that principle I teach people how to prioritize you know what that looks like in everyday life and I have married and I have a twenty one year old son and so we flow right and it flows.
0: So okay, so if you had to give uh, you know some people maybe one or two tips as far as prioritization, what do you think they would be?
1: One or two tips to prioritize: um, things that require more attention they need to be dealt with first.
0: Okay, they need to so be dealt with first. Okay, so deal with the the big stuff first, huh?
1: Yes. Don't delay. Don't delay.
0: All right. And when so, you do
1: that, chances are you're going to have some logistical issues um, that you didn't plan for. But if you go ahead and deal with the difficult tasks first, then you can identify the areas of weaknesses and deficiencies that you need to deal with before the event or project actually takes place.
0: Yeah, okay. All right, and then tip number two?
1: Tip number two is stay calm. <laughs> stay calm. That's a good one. Even when there's crises, seriously, even when there's a crisis moment, stay calm. And, um, and people know me from that. I can stay calm. Things are happening. Seven or eight people are coming at me, vendors, and and I can stay calm and I get it all done. There you go. And so that's, that's important because if the client has hired you to perform with excellence and to execute, you can't come across that you are not a critical thinker you're frazzled you just cannot do that right you're not the person for the job
0: well it so, makes sense stay calm. so um okay so talk to me about uh, do you do you have certain types of clients that you work with or are you all over the board or like what's an ideal client for you
1: the ideal client um could be um a clinic an attorney a church um an entrepreneur, stay a small business, organizations, nonprofits. So it's kind of all over. Um, the one area that I try to kind of stay away from, or I really don't delve into, is politics.
0: Um, Smart girl. So I try
1: to you know keep <laughs> that area at bay because that's a whole nother animal, whole nother beast.
0: Yeah. So, um, so some, who are some of you? Are you allowed to talk about who some of your clients are? Because I'd be curious as to the worlds that you're dabbling in right now. Like, what's the, in the entrepreneurial world? Talk to me about that because that's, that's where we live down sure.
1: here. Right. I can talk to you about a few of my clients. Um, I have a huge real estate, uh, real estate agency here, 21 years, um, Harris Real Estate um, Agency here in the city of Memphis. And um, it has been around for 21 years now. And so that's 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 pretty big stuff. Yeah, uh, it's to a long representing time. A client um, of that that nature. Um, attorney Angela Green. Um, she's not originally from Memphis, but she has a um, entertainment uh, law practice and real estate, and so on. And so she's been a wonderful client for many years with me um, in the business world. She's known by quite a few people from L.A. to uh, Memphis uh New York uh just all over the place so she she's she's been a joy to work with um as well so but, it um,
0: it sounds like you know you've got different organizations and obviously different people and and I've always loved the challenge of social engineering but um how do you get to the bottom of people fast right because i'm sure you got to cut through the bs and and anything else that's going to get in the way because They've got to be really candid with you if you're going to do this and portray this yes. correctly, right? So how do you get through to right.
1: that? Well, I mean, I ask, there's an assessment that is involved whenever I take on a new client. Mm-hmm. And so they have to go through an assessment screening process. And, um, you know, that's the time where everything is pretty much laid on the table. We spend two, sometimes four hours with a client because I need to make sure that everything is everything. And Mm -hmm. so there are a series of questions that I ask, and I always do my own due diligence and investigation of the client anyway, you know, beforehand. So I never walk into a situation blindly. I know what I'm going into, and I know what questions I need to ask. And so from gathering all that intel and information, it's going to put me in a better position to represent the client. And I have had clients that I've, you know, declined, that I didn't want to represent because of what I found out on my own and mm-hmm. what was out there, you know, digital footprint wise. Sure. And so I just didn't want to be connected to that.
0: So do, are, do clients come looking for you or are you out there hunting? Like, uh, uh, how do, are you doing marketing and stuff like that? Or are you, get to the point now where, where people seek you out so that you already kind of know that they want people your services? Seek
1: me out. Yeah. People seek me out. I've been in 17 years now and most of my business, 95% of my business word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So 5% is maybe if I do a workshop or seminar or something, Mm -hmm. then, you know, people kind of reach out to me from there or they look me up on social media, Google me and stuff like that. But most of it has been word of mouth. And I believe wholeheartedly that that's the best marketing that you could ever get is to have word of mouth and repeat business.
0: Yeah, I believe that. Absolutely. So uh, it looks like uh, uh, Ricardo finally got to join us. Ricardo, can you hear us?
2: Yes. Thank you, oh,
0: you. Fantastic. All right. We'll, we'll just hang out for a minute. Uh, Sharon and I will, we'll, we'll kind of wind down here and then we'll, we'll jump right into your stuff. But, uh, but thanks for joining us and I'm, I'm glad you're here.
2: No, thank you for having
0: me. Absolutely. So, um, okay. So, so Sharon, when you got, you've got clients there in, in Memphis, you said you had some outside of like, give me like, what's your coolest client? Can you, can you say that or are the rest going to get jealous?
1: Coolest
0: client? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the most fun that you're having with some of them right now?
1: My coolest client is actually in um, Atlanta, and he is an actor, and um, he's been on the big screen for a long time, and he's probably my coolest client because he's so funny, Um, and he's so real and down to earth. And when people see him um, in action in Hollywood, you don't know how to read him, but he's actually an awesome guy. Very and cool. And so the, I could say he he would be one of my best and most interesting clients.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. That's cool. So um, as you've said already, you've got some pretty unique, and it's a very wide spectrum of, of people. But do you find yourself sometimes in this business being more of a therapist than an actual consultant? <laughs> And I ask because this is a hard, uh, being in, your, in business for yourself or, or, or in this kind of stuff where you need PR people, it gets a little tricky, doesn't it?
1: It does and it can. Um, and my response to that is we can hire someone for that. I'm going to stay in my lane. <laughs> yeah, I
0: hear you. I hear you.
1: And I'm really good about that. I'm going to stay in my lane, maintain professionalism, and provide you with the expertise that I have. But when we get to another level and it gets outside of the scope, then we need to find someone for right. that.
0: So, so in, the, in the world that you're dealing with, with business owners and stuff, what do you think are some of the most common mistakes that you've seen them make or, or that you've had to go ahead and correct?
1: Sure, I can definitely speak to that. Um, some of the most common mistakes business owners make, they're not sure about the product or service. Um, they don't have the seed money, the capital, the funding is an issue. Um, they don't understand marketing. They're unable to retain a customer or a client. Um, they don't know where to start. They're all over the place.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: many of them are emotionally and mentally. They're not comfortable in business. And that's an area that is very important because if you have emotional and mental, you know, Issues, not mental illness, it's not what I'm speaking of, but if you're emotionally unstable about business development and interaction and things of those natures, uh, that nature, you might need to reconsider um, because you can't be in your feelings in business. Business is business. Stay out of your feelings and do the business. Yeah. Um, They struggle with planning and execution. And those things are key because if you don't know how to plan and you can't, you, therefore you can't execute. Yeah. So you're always going to be late. Um, You're always going to be behind the eight ball. Something is always going to be lax. And so that's that's just not good. It's not good at all. So those are some of the most common mistakes um, that I see. And and not having the stamina. I teach that. If you don't have the stamina to run a business, you need to stay at home. Do something else.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And uh, I like the execution well, one too. Uh, you can you can mimic a product and you can mimic a company, but you cannot replicate execution. And those that have exactly. it and know it, they 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 do it well, right? And that's that's probably the biggest right. differentiator uh, that I think I, I've seen in my experience. So um, those
1: are some of the things that I see.
0: Where do you where do you teach at Sharon?
1: I teach for a, a national nonprofit here in the city of Memphis. I teach a 10-week intensive um, entrepreneurship training, and I also teach it outside uh, of the nonprofit as well. And um, I've been doing that now, oh gosh, for a little minute now. And like, it's a 10-week intensive, and it's very raw. Um, it's not sugar-coated in any way. And people leave the class crying in <laughs> joy, jubilation, or they're crying because they see how they have failed in their business and they need to give it up yeah, yeah um and some people you know get the information from the class and they say you know what i'm not supposed to be in, in business and i'm so glad that you saved me from ruining my credit my family my everything
0: yeah that's and that's good. what the
1: class was designed to do it's not to tell you hey you've got the right to do this this is the rite of passage that's not what the class is about it's about real raw information and protocol and procedures and principles of starting a business all the way up to when to hire. Well, it's it's, it's raw and it's intense. And right now I have 67 people on the waiting list to get into the class. And 200 have already gone through.
0: Wow. Wow. Good for you. That's good though. There's not enough people telling other people who are thinking about being in business that it's not going to work. You know, I always see my friends trying to support about it yeah
1: because <laughs> i don't sugarcoat anything
0: well you always I'm i always see my friends and stuff genetic. and and my friends and their family and they're they're always supporting other people with some of their entrepreneurial ideas and i'm looking at them I'm like it's just not going to work don't do it right, right. and and uh it's right. hard to hear that stuff about something that you're passionate about or something that you want to do for your own but but you're right it's a it's a good thing to save somebody from going through some of the heartbreak that happens when right. when things just don't work out you know so mm-hmm. well I sharon if uh, people are interested in finding out some more about you or they want to get in touch with you or, or actually come see you, where can we send them to?
1: They can look me up on the World Wide Web at SharonRooksAgency.com, and my first name is spelled S-H-A-R-E-N, Rooks, R-O-O-K-S, agency.com.
0: Okay, and it's got everything. You're on LinkedIn, you're on Facebook, you're on, I see you're on Twitter, you're all over the place, huh?
1: I am all over the place.
0: Good deal. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us this morning. I appreciate it. And uh, you hang out okay. for a little while. Let's find out what uh, Mr. Ricardo gets into.
2: Sure. All right. Sure
0: can. All right, Ricardo. How are you?
2: Fine. Thank you very much.
0: So uh, why don't you tell us a little I'm bit about your... I'm uh, You are. Yeah. You're all the... Where are you now? In the Tendon. Oh, fantastic. Well, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about what you do and company and all that good stuff?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, uh, Well, first of all, my company, my company is called Random. uh, We are a small uh, agency, small boutique agency. We provide creative services. Uh, That's in a nutshell, of course, super super quick. Who we are, uh, we are a team of professionals that we've been working in advertising for the last 20, 25 years, probably. Around... uh, well, both in Mexico City and here in the States for the Hispanic market. Uh, a couple of years ago, we decided to to become independent. And instead of becoming an, uh, uh, an advertising agency or trying to be the little agency that could, we said we, we tried to become uh, a cross between being a consultancy and a production company that you uh, become bigger or smaller depending on the complexity of the project client. And we've we've uh, tried to adhere to that to that particular model with different projects, and it has been uh, very successful. <laughs> I don't know, very successful, but it has worked for us for the last couple of years.
0: Well, that's good. It's it's keeping the lights on and feeding your feeding your family. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So uh, you the... go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Well, you had said creative services, and then you said uh, you kind of a, a mix between consulting and production. So I like that. I think that that's really good. And then you said you can scale depending on the size of the project. So talk to me a little bit about how that works with you guys. You got a lot of collaboration and, and partners that you work with, or you just got enough people you yes. can call when the job gets big?
2: Yeah, well, I, uh, yes to everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, through the years, of course, we have uh, created a, 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 an extensive network people. Collaborators that we have both in Spanish and in English here in the States and also in Mexico from different, different regions of the creative spectrum, like from the production world to copywriters, art directors, and, and some other collaborators, photographers, of and so on and so forth. And everybody, when you're working for a production company, everybody's a freelance and everybody comes to the project. Agencies tend to have every, everyone on payroll. Um, for many reasons, one of them of course, is try to charge more for the clients uh, to the clients for uh headcounts and so on and forth I think that's a, a little bit of a mistake because we also requires the agency to have a big uh not very flexible structure that that cannot move uh, uh, rapidly when we said that we wanted more of the other the more flexible uh, um, way of doing things it allows us uh, we, we are not charging time for our line or for right. the receptionist or for a best keyword there we we did project we uh, bring the best talent of course and and uh, that allows us also to to try to have directors or photographers or copywriters or other actors in their best their capacity because we're only charging for the talent and everybody has the flexibility to come and go depending on availability, availability, so brings the best of the talent at the most reasonable cost for the client of course and and everybody happy
0: that way yeah, and it sounds like you've got a, a little bit of ability to sort of uh to morph with uh, depending on the client or the story. I know a lot of times with agencies they get pigeon held into those that are on their staff, but it looks like you you're able to kind of take whatever direction that needs to happen.
2: Yes, and that's also a little bit of uh, the DNA of the ethics. That's what we call random. uh, because Well, you have to move and be flexible depending on what is coming your way. So you take it, you embrace it, and then you transform it. One of the things that is happening nowadays is that the professionals that work in advertising have to be more than just advertisers. Um, Everybody has to be more like many things at the same time. Uh, We've seen through the years art directors and photographers, so copywriters, and then they move to writers or change professions. And there's no need for that. If you have uh, products of everybody, you can bring those products to the client. Social media also, what, that's one of the things that's happening here. It moves so quickly, and it needs so many different things in terms of content, that the more abilities that you have to bring to the table, the better, because you can put in front of the client and then your passion project become your uh, source of revenue and and the project that you can put in front of the client. So in that sense, we also can uh, shoot pictures and you become a director of some things and then uh, you tap into an editor, but then you become the editor and uh, you have to move and you have to have a lot of abilities other than just being an advertising in that sense. Pretty much, and this is just for the creative department or the creative nucleus that we have at random, but we also work in that capacity as well with uh, our um, account manager and our media director. They move as well into their own passion projects and they bring that expertise table in a different capacity other than just the traditional media director that buys uh, nationally or the account director that only talks to clients. Yeah. So one of them may have a, a, a service. Uh, a wide service here in California, of course, and well, I mean, many many passion products in that way. No?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell me about uh, the Hispanic market. Is there uh, really that big of a, a difference between um, uh, the two markets when it comes to to advertising and marketing and the things that you're in, or is it just uh, being able to be familiar?
2: Um, uh, that's that's the, the question, probably. And there are many universal values that uh, that we have to tap into. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody loves the same. Everybody laughs the same. Everybody hates. And I mean, there are universal things that we all. Uh, what is different is is uh, the cultural cues that you apply to get those emotions when you work in advertising, you know, and, and for that matter, in any other uh, media, communication media you are trying always to tap into emotion because emotion means action. In the case of advertising, action means sales or, or consideration of or some other thing. So the cultural cues are the, the ones that, that make the difference. But other than that, it's pretty much the same. Uh, clients tend to always try to go into, untrained clients, I have to say, try to go into the cliche world uh, to see if they find something that is more, relevant for their, for their market just because they need to and they, have, they need to make a difference instead of, of recognizing that it's just a small thing that probably would make a big difference. And our responsibility as, uh, as uh, brand care, uh, caretakers is to uh, guide the client into saying, well, your brand is one, it has one voice, you don't need to be different. Sometimes just speaking in language makes all the difference. Well, because language is everything. You know? Sure deep and breathe your language, right? Uh and just that difference is big enough or should be big enough.
0: Very neat, very neat. So are you um do you do a lot of this stuff remotely or are you actually flying and traveling and, and being on on the ground?
2: Um yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Both yes <to> all. <laughs> Yeah. So no, yes. Yeah, so we um because we don't have a, are structurally super flexible sometimes we are uh on site, uh, one of our clients is in Massachusetts, for example, and we work in LA, and they don't care. Yeah, uh, it, just, it, it, it is like like it is. We have an alliance with an agency in Mexico City too, so and they don't even know that we are in LA. Uh, and actually, they don't know not because we're hiding, just because it has never been important. Uh, uh, sometimes for our clients, when we for, for, we have a couple of clients that are advertising agencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we work as their creative department, uh, like a, like a cell that inserts themselves. Uh, we insert ourselves into yeah. their agency because they are they are uh, a startup and they are trying to become that other model of agency. So they need a creative department, and we are invisible to their structure, and we become their their creative department. And for that, we insert ourselves into their structure. We go to their offices and yeah, very we're cool there sometimes you no. Know, so, uh, yes, to all, all, of the, all of the models that you mentioned. Yes.
0: Yeah, well, you kind of have to be, right? I mean, I think uh, in the entrepreneurial world, we call that the pivot, <laughs> you know, just meaning to be able to, to fold into wherever you can fold in. Because at the end of the day, you got to keep the lights on, right? So tell me about what's the most fun client? Yeah, that's a weird way to say it. What's the, what's the most fun client that you have right now? Or, or as I asked Sharon, what's the coolest client you have right now?
2: Um one of these agencies, uh, one of these startups that, that I was mentioning, well, actually uh, there are two, but in particular one of them that is very close to ours uh, here in Culver City. Uh, they are a uh, social media content development agency, and they're constantly pitching. And it's, uh, it's super fun with them because every, every time that we engage, uh, they have 10, 10 Pages, Ten different pitches because they have a lot of connections with clients, and um, they just want ideas and big ideas, of course. Huh? And, and uh, so every time that we go, there is a different project, and a different project, and a different project. And all of them like they, they only last a couple of days or a week, and then after that, you have two or three more projects that that you need to work on. So the, the mental gymnastics that you have to do with them is super exciting in that, and the speed and the mental. Uh, gymnastics exercise, uh, to call it in a way that that you have to have is uh, in the trade. It's actually very very fun. Like, and, and, uh.
0: well, I like the way and you put that team. mental gymnastics. That's a good one.
2: Uh, <laughs> and they have a very interesting clients. As also the the people are very interesting. They have a car company, and they have baseball players in LA, and uh, some artists. So it comes from all over the place. From left field you have a, a a baseball player that needs to do uh, an action for social media and then an activation for a car company and then um, a movie that is, um, is just about to uh, launch and uh, a pitch for a TV show and so on and so forth. So from all, all kinds of uh, traits and disciplines. Yeah, so,
0: they, so they, you're, uh, not, you're not hurting so for clients, huh? It sounds like there's a lot of work where you are.
2: <laughs> well, you can always have more clients. That's, that's the beauty of this type of thing now that you can embrace new clients in the sense that, uh, as, as I said at the beginning, you uh, extend your team. We have several uh, creatives that are super trustworthy and they, they have worked with us for many years. So you, you throw the project at them and then you work as, as, as a savvy agency in the sense that you have many, many creative sales working in different projects and just provide.
0: Right, right. So, very cool. All right, well, I'll tell you what, we're kind of getting uh, uh, to the end of time here, but if, if anybody wants to get in touch with you or see some of your portfolio or work, where can we send them, Ricardo?
2: Sure. Um, well, uh, our, our web company is not random, it's Randomhood, because, well, random was already taken, and <laughs> could, could anticipate. Yeah. <laughs> but Randomhood, H-O-O-D.com, uh, in Facebook, in, in, in the web, and um, Instagram, and so on, and so forth. And uh, you can get us there. Also LinkedIn, we're there. And we're in late. And um, I'm Ricardo Cárdenas. I know that is a
0: helpful, but that's my name. Fantastic. All right. Well, hang on for just a second. I'm going to get us out of here. But I want to thank both you and Sharon for uh, for hanging out and with me today and uh, for sharing your world. So both of you, thank you very much. And uh, let me get us out of here. No but problem. You... Good. You guys stay on the okay. line, okay? Uh, guys, you can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook. Or you can find us on our website at pensacola.businessradiox.com. This has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters.